alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 17th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Good, Cody. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. I'm, I need to ask right off the top, did your wizard friend at work put any spells on you by chance? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I've been waking up a little bit early, feeling good, so I don't think I'm, nothing's uh, nothing bad's happened maybe, yet. So. Maybe you put like a good spell on you, like a refresher spell. Could have been. <laughs> I mean, what is a uh, like? Wizards can put good spells on you. They're he, not all dark. He might so. be a white mage. A white mage he could be <laughs> guaranteed. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you like, know, you know what you need to do. You need to buy one of those Harry Potter replica wands, and then go find him and try to battle him. See what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Walk up to him with a fucking leather glove and just backhand him with the glove across <laughs> his face. Pull out the wand. Say, "Give me your holocroxes, wizard." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Phil. Um, so last week. We had a lot. We had our patriotic celebration in America here. Uh, what What did you do for the Fourth of July? So uh, went over my brother's condo. They got a pool out there. Uh, he lives out in a nice part of Gilbert. So went there, hung out. Uh, all the family that's still out here um, for the summer. Sweet. Just uh, yeah, brats. You mm, know, can't go wrong with fucking brats on Fourth of July, can you? Yeah, brats, potato salad, the pool, beer. Mm. It was good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I... What'd you, uh, what'd you do? Um, so, well, I grilled, obviously, uh, brats, hamburgers. I made homemade mac and cheese, which I've never done before. Turned out all right. I ended up eating leftover mac and cheese for about four days straight. Um, <laughs> what else was... Oh, uh, my friend's wife made this fucking... Do you like artichoke spinach dip? No, I, uh, I've never really had artichoke. I've had spinach dip. Um, well, you don't, pretty, it's pretty good. You don't really taste the artichoke. It's just kind of, I think makes it kind of creamy, but she made it in a way that I cannot even describe. She put, it has like jalapenos in it. So it has like heat to it too. Fuck. Man, oh, yeah. that was so fucking good. I can't even describe. I need to find how to make that. Cause it is so fucking tasty. Mm. But anyway, yeah. I, uh, so oh, you, I was going to say, I got to be careful with spinach dip because I'll eat the whole fucking, <laughs> like, like I will box out everyone else at the fucking party and just sit there with crackers and eat it. So, <laughs> Well, it has spinach in it. It must be healthy, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> all the other shit in it probably isn't that great for you, but. Well, the, uh, the other thing was you, you lived in Minnesota, obviously, for a while, and like, I don't know what it is about this year, but the weather is so fucking schizophrenic. Literally on 4th of July, it would go from like super sunny and nice and then all of a sudden just start downpouring out of nowhere for 15 minutes. Then it just stop and get hot again, like over and over and over again. I just like, fuck, I'm glad we had a giant canopy to like sit under and grill or whatever. But man, it was a it was a nightmare kind of. Um, And then well, speaking of wizards, I oh, mean, oh. Al Gore, obviously, ah, he's playing with his weather machine in Minnesota, huh? Yeah, trying to get funding. <laughs> for his anti-global warming agenda. He's got to be old as fuck by now, right? Yeah. Last time I seen him, he had a big-ass fucking gray beard. Like, Ooh. he was going wild, man. Oh, that's not great. Um, no. Nah. Did you see, I don't know if you saw my Instagram thing, <laughs> where <laughs> I said, uh, after, like, drinking and barbecuing, we went and rode those electrical scooters. <laughs> have, you yeah. see, have you saw those <laughs> around, like, Phoenix? Yeah, so um, they were. Uh, I told you my uh, my brother kind of lives around that little part of Gilbert. So they're pretty much that's like hipster haven out Hell there. Yeah, they're everywhere out there. I'll say this: we because we probably rode them. It has a little mileage thing. It's probably like four or five miles out of them. 
$13, that's like, that's not bad for like a couple hours worth of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that, was it by the mile or was it by the minute? Like, it was by time, it was by the minute. Oh, so, so basically, if you just kind of stop and hang out, you're still on the clock. Yeah, but you can like pause them. You can like pause them and stop them. And they don't keep charging you, I guess. Oh, uh, I've never ridden on them, but I have seen other people ride on them, so. They're not too, I would recommend it. I know it's a hipster thing, but I wouldn't, I'd recommend it just because it's kind of, it's kind of fun or whatever. But anyway, um, what was the other? I was, uh, oh, I was going to say one of my favorite things to do, like when I lived in Tempe, um, this was like while I was walking to school bored as fuck, but watching homeless people try to steal those green bikes, <laughs> the ones that you rent, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> What, do they just lock up the wheels on them? Yeah, so they, they have a little deal that, like, clamps the back wheels when they're not in use. So you'd see these homeless people try to, like, ride off with them. Because uh, they're the park anywhere kind. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. That's it was hilarious. Funny. I would stop and watch them. Like. <laughs> you think they would learn eventually. It's pretty hard to steal them. This was when they were kind of brand new in the city. Ah, gotcha. I gotcha. Um, what else uh, did you want to talk about, Phil? Uh, not much. Oh, I did see like kind of a trashy TV show. Oh, the other right, night. right. Um, this is coming to you guys a week late, so you probably, <laughs> hopefully, you're not didn't get conned into watching it like I did. But it's this, uh, it's a show called Love Island. Oh yeah, it's on CBS. <laughs> they uh, and it's pretty hilarious. Not the show. The show is pretty fucking uh, cringy, mm. but just how they try to set them up in these situations and try to make it look random. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So it's just a bunch of <clears throat> promiscuous girls and boys. Basically like the trashy shit MTV does kind of. Yeah, pretty much. It mm. was it was pretty funny though because they first they lined them all up, all the women up, and then they had the dudes pick. But how the dudes would pick was the women would step forward. So the first dude, none of the chicks stepped forward for him. So he picks like the she was probably about the hottest one out there, but She's like the fucking, you can tell by looking at her, she's about the craziest person you've probably ever met. <laughs> like, he picks her right off the bat. This chick, for every single next dude that comes out, she, like, steps forward for them. Like, even though she's already got a guy. Like, mm. And oh. this dude's, like, sitting there trying to pretend like he's cool with it. <laughs> like, it's funny. So you're saying know. she likes to have a good time, probably. Well, I'm sure they all like to have a <laughs> good time. The, I mean, the thing about reality TV show that... Maybe this is just my opinion, but I feel like a lot of those people, men and women, are all, like, kind of narcissistic a little bit. <laughs> like, maybe a little oh, obsessed yeah. with themselves. <laughs> yeah, these people are definitely, like, they invest in having mirrors, like, all oh, around yeah. their house. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. so that they can watch themselves at all <laughs> times. Like, Do you remember the show Tool Academy? No, I don't. Oh, God. They had, like, the biggest douchebags on the planet, and, like... The girlfriends were always like so nice, and then it's just like the biggest douchebags you've ever seen. It was it was pretty fucking, pretty fucking cringy. I won't lie. One of uh one of the greatest. I, I know we're gonna start here pretty quick, but one of the greatest shows was Next. That was ah uh, yes. Ah, that, they need to bring that back. That uh -huh. was so. I'm good. sorry, but that's all acting on that dude. Remember when you we were rewatching that when you were here on YouTube? <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure it's strictly it was acting. Great, oh yeah, it's it's great. It's funny as fuck. Oh my <laughs> god. Anyway, like Phil said, we it's about time to dive in this motherfucker. Um, so Phil obviously does not know what we're gonna talk about today. Um, this is actually something that I've kind of had in the back of my head for a while, but I wasn't really sure how to approach it exactly. Um, Phil, are you familiar with the term chrononaut? Is that a time traveler? You're right, sir. That's what yeah. we're doing today. Um, <laughs> so I kind of actually have set this up kind of like how you did last week. Um, obviously, there's like 50 million motherfuckers who claim to be time travelers. But I just picked three of the more uh, interesting ones, I guess. Um, I'm not going to say plausible, but I'm going to say <laughs> they have the best storylines, I guess. Um, yeah. So I was definitely going to say that YouTube is most definitely propped up by fake time traveler stories. So, <laughs> Well, I was one of the guys we're going to talk about, actually the last guy, um, supposedly was on the Art Bell show, Coast to Coast. You've heard of that, have you, haven't you? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was listening before you, uh, came on, are we connected tonight or whatever? And the first caller was like, well, Art, I'm actually, I'm not a time traveler, but I'm from a different dimension than you are. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just face palming the whole time. And then he's like, actually, Art, in my dimension, you are a state senator. I'm like, oh my God, come on, dude, move on. And let me guess, in a former life, you were Anne Frank. Probably. <laughs> Jesus. I guess uh, it'd be so fun to be Art Bell. You just kind of like let crazy people call into the show and then you just kind of just go along with it. You just on for the ride. That would be great. I don't even know like a path to like be on the radio show like Art Bell. Like, <laughs> Just got to call in. I, well, he's dead now, obviously, but. Uh, no, I mean to have to be like the host of a show like that. Oh, like, I think how do you how do you convince a radio station to like allow you to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I, he probably just did it out of his house. He was on AM, you know. Oh, that is true, isn't it? So he, just... he might have done it. He might have been one of those dudes who did it like from a trailer. Like very, he could did it in his fucking basement for all we know. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I didn't really go too much into like what time travel is because I'm pretty sure everybody can figure that out. Um, basically, these people we'll be talking about today will either be coming, they came over from a device or there's a portal that they went into is essentially how they're quote-unquote time traveling. Um, the idea of like a time machine was popularized by H.G. Wells' 1895 novel, the time travel or the time machine, which actually I think they've made two bad movies out of. Yeah, they've uh, especially the one with the underground uh, demon-looking people. <laughs> Basically, they look they look like White Walkers. Is that the uh, Paul Walker one? I don't know. I don't think it's the Paul Walker one. Mm. I remember uh, we've talked about it on this show before that that little like uh, questionnaire they were giving people. About who's that fall for Hurricane Katrina. And of course, everybody said Barack Obama. And I remember somebody made this picture. And it was like the time traveler uh, uh, image cover of the guy in the little ball machine. And they Photoshop Obama into it. And it's like, it's like Barack Obama and his marvelous time machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Barack Obama. While he was like a junior senator from <laughs> illinois was totally at fault for katrina <laughs> oh god it was just people are crazy man actually obama's going to be coming up in this if you can't guess so um we're going to start off with a man called andrew basiago um you ever heard of this fella before no i have not okay well he <laughs> he's quite a character let me tell you that but uh, according to Basiago, between 1962 and 1972, the U.S. government ran a clandestine operation called Project Pegasus. The program led to the successful development of a number of highly advanced technologies allowing for teleportation, physical time travel, and holographic time travel. He claims the program was run jointly by the CIA and DARPA and was used to contact former presidents, teleport to Mars, and maintain a relationship with extraterrestrials. Um, I've heard of Project Pegasus before. We probably could have did an entire episode just about Project Pegasus, but since I was looking up this guy strictly about his quote-unquote time-traveling things, um, I, we're just going to focus on him. Have you heard of Project Pegasus? I think so. Um, I don't want to ruin like what's coming later, but... Mm. Um, is there picture? Is there possibly picture evidence in uh, this story? This guy claims to have it. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Maybe you'll have to like when you put it on Instagram. Maybe you'll just put it up there. Uh, this guy's. Once we get into his story, maybe like it'll ring some bells. Especially since you're more into politics than I am, because he he's trying to insert himself into politics um, as well. So. So Basiago claims he was selected from a few or few select quote unquote very physically gifted children. Um, so the government chose him to be a time traveler because you know you got to be special. Um, mm -hmm. He claimed his father was a time traveler several years before Basiago himself ever did. Uh, his father was time traveling for the corporations uh, or 
His father was time traveling for the corporation known as Curtis Wright. Um, never heard of this Curtis Wright, have you? No, never. It's probably because it was made up. Um, so <laughs> could have been clandestine. <laughs> it could have. So Bastiago claims that within this corporation, I, he didn't realize it was like in the basement or like what the fuck where it was. But he said inside the building is where their portal was. And that's where everybody was time traveling f- from. That's where his dad was doing it. And that's where he would first begin doing it. Now, this is how he describes the portal. The portal itself, Basiago describes as two parentheses-shaped booms that were 8 feet tall and spaced about 10 feet apart. He describes the computer configuration from which the portal was being controlled as rudimentary and plugged into the wall with a power cord. So he's basically just saying that it's a time machine, but it's plugged in like any regular old appliance. Um, So basically they made this bad boy out of like vacuum and old dishwashing (laughs) parts. Like, is that what he said? Basic. Well, when he said like the, the parentheses shaped booms, do you know when you're on like a concert stage and you look up and like the speakers are kind of shaped like that? Yeah. They, uh, they're on hinges so that they can like curve a little. Yeah. (laughs) He probably was just at like an ACDC concert and thought he was time traveling (laughs) or something. Yeah. He might have been on acid, could have been time traveling in his head. That kind of sounds like, uh, do you remember that old TV show Stargate? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they have an old ass fucking like, basically it's just the Stargate from like the fucking like ancient Egyptian times. Like kind of mm. sounds like that. <laughs> Here's the thing though, like he he doesn't really give a date of when all this happened, really? I mean, yeah, I guess he did. 62 and 72, but, like, I don't know when he actually, quote-unquote, came out and started telling the world this. It could be long after Stargate existed, and he just kind of, like, copy and pasted it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, basically, he he claimed this machine was creating a portal that was tearing this space-time continuum. Um, the machine would create what was called a Vortal Tunnel... And it was a portal that bent time and created a riff. And he claims that they got this technology from Nikola Tesla in 1943. Um, obviously, Tesla's the fucking man. But do you remember hearing, I remember History Channel did some shit that he had all these like weird experiments he was doing in that New York City apartment that like nobody knows what he's working on. Have you heard that before? Yeah, and I have heard that he had all of his, uh, his later work was like stolen, like when he died. Um, there's also a conspiracy, I believe that he may have been assassinated because of some of the work he was coming up with. Ah, probably like, by Edison. Well, I think Edison <laughs> would have been long done by then, but probably motherfucking JP Morgan. Cause in mm. real life, that asshole like fucked him over. Mm, that's a good point. I always remember that history channel show that talked about the little like earthquake machine that Tesla was making in his apartment allegedly. And like, he couldn't it like malfunction. He couldn't turn it off and it started like shaking the whole building. (laughs) That'd be, uh, (laughs) that'd be fucked up. If you're just sitting there and like the whole building shaking for no fucking reason, (laughs) your neighbors are fucking pounding on the door. You're like, don't come in. I'm just fucking don't come in. (laughs) We're getting out of here. Um, actually, I thought I saw on Instagram today that it is actually Nikola Tesla's birthday. Um, we are recording on July 10th. Uh, I'm, I can't confirm that, but I saw some people whoa, whoa, posting whoa. about it. Telling the people how I'm making the sausage here. <laughs> I'll beep that little part then. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> so, um, Basiago, he claims his very first time through the portal... He was transported to the capital of New Mexico, (laughs) but he stayed within the same time period because you have to, like, work yourself up to actually time traveling. So as his training kept progressing, he would uh, start by traveling back and then forward through times because apparently it gave your body, like, a weird, weird sensation from traveling through time. It doesn't really say, I mean, I guess if he's going traveling through time in the portal then does the portal still there when he comes out the other side i don't know about that um like you would think that they would have to like time it perfectly so he would basically tell them like when to turn the portal back on 
Unless he's standing next to the portal the entire time. But it's like with the portal, the portal wouldn't have been created yet when he's going back. So then would it even exist when he's back in time? If he goes mm-hmm. through the well, portal. You had to come out of somewhere. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I was I was just thinking that like you mentioned like a really weird sensation. Mm-hmm. Like I always had this like sickening like in my gut feeling like every time I ever drove into or flew into New Mexico. So I think <laughs> that actually could have been it. Do you think it's just like the meth fumes? It could be. I mean, Santa Fe is not exactly the fucking crown jewel of the mid of the West. That's the capital. Santa Fe. I th- yeah, I think so. Santa okay. Fe. It doesn't really matter. They're probably all dirty. But uh, yeah, everyone thinks it's Albuquerque anyway, so it doesn't it's really just matter. the secondhand meth and dust fumes that you get sick from, I'm guessing. Yeah. So uh, Basiago eventually um, would travel to witness Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, uh, Washington's tent during the Revolutionary War. And number one, he went to see if Jesus actually existed. Um, he claimed that he was sent by the government just to uh, check the accuracy of the historical claims. He claims that's what they sent him there for, just to make sure these events apparently actually existed. Pretty sure that if the government <laughs> sent you back in time to the most important like dates in American history, they wouldn't just want to check the accuracy of the history textbooks. <laughs> they're going to weaponize that shit. Like, that's, yeah. they're going to... They're going to go to the Alamo and give them all fucking sniper rifles and mortars and rocket launchers. <laughs> They're not going to, oh, we're just going to make sure that we have a, tr- a proper headcount of all the Mexican army regulars that are at Alamo. You know? Like, yeah. So you're yeah. not buying this. Well, no. I mean, I'll, I'll give it the, the 1%. But, I mean, I do I do love uh, when, like, individuals, like, have these type of stories where it's not, like, a bunch of people talking about like an organization where it's like one dude saying he was doing it and he was there. Like you can imagine him like trying to pick up chicks at a bar by using these stories. Mm. Like you think you think it'd be a good pickup line? Be like, baby, I just got back from seeing Jesus Christ and back in time. From the sounds of him, it sounds like it's the best he's got. But. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Do you think um I was actually asking a Christian lady about this? That why does the why does church make Jesus like super ripped? Like why do they have to be why does he have to be super ripped? I don't know. I don't really like I know that um the Jesus that we see was actually uh German artist like made a self portrait of himself. Mm. So I can imagine if you wanted to make the most famous self portrait on earth, you would give yourself eight pack abs and True. you know. That's a good point. That's good. But you always got to thin, you know. It's like the original Photoshop kind of. Yeah, you're gonna have that good hair, you know. <laughs> he has perfect fuck. He has like a perfect physique. Yeah, for a dude who grew up in fucking uh, the Levant, like he's very white. Also, <laughs> <laughs> he must just be one of those rare Middle Eastern white people. <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> anyway. So uh, he also traveled to the year 2045 and ended up in a building made entirely of emerald and tungsten. Um, Inside, he searched a large canister within the building and he collected a microfilm that he that apparently held all the historical events that were going to happen up to 2045. Um, Apparently, the government wanted this microfilm, how they even knew it was there. In the future, I don't know, but apparently he had to recover it for him. So, mm-hmm. all right, so now we're going to get into, like, what, in recent years, like, this guy's attempt to get into politics, apparently. So, in recent years, he began <laughs> to tell the public that Barack Obama was actually a time traveler as well. Um, in fact, Barack Obama, that's not even his real name, Phil. His real name <laughs> would... <laughs> His real name was Barry Satiro, and at the age of 19, Obama went to Mars with uh, and began to communicate with aliens who lived there. Um, I don't know why this, what this guy's got against Obama, but do you think Obama's real name is Barry uh, Satiro? You're telling me that someone who was like planning on running for president <laughs> would choose the name Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, That's I don't know. If Barry Sotero is like an electable name. 
Barry, it does sound a little Italian-y. Like <laughs> you're gonna be worried that you know. I don't know a Barry. I don't. We've never have we've never had a president named Barry. I don't know if we'd trust a Barry. I think people call Barack Obama Barry. Barry. Some people do. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Now this is getting a little bit more believable. And that's kind of like one of his nicknames, I think. Mm. Like if I was his if I was his bud, I'd call him Rock every time. Hell like yeah, Rocky, Barack, Fuck Rocky. Yeah. Fuck there yeah. was a dude in high school named Rocky. He's yeah, I cool. think he died actually. Oh well, not to get too I, grim, I, but um, I th- I think if you remember, he was kind of like pretty big into drugs and stuff back then. I think that's. Um, I knew him in eighth grade, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he was huge into drugs back then, but yeah, I think he was. It doesn't really matter. Rest <laughs> in peace, Rocky. So, in 2016, Basiago was running for president. Unfortunately. He didn't get enough votes to even make it on a single ballot in any state in the union. Um, So, but he has high hopes because he's been to the future, right? And he has foresaw that in the year 2028, he will be elected either vice president or president. That's going to happen no matter what. And once he's elected, what do you think his number one goal is going to be? Um... God, I don't know. Convince people that he actually went to the future? (laughs) Well, close. He claims he's going to declassify every single document regarding quantum transportation and the history of the U.S. using time travel. He's going to expose it all. Once first thing in office, he's going to expose everything. He's going to shed light on the whole thing. See, here's the thing. If <laughs> if you're a candidate like running on just that, like you actually have a good shot right now because like the whole fucking system's in a tailspin. He needs to run right now. Like just tell people like, hey, I'm going to declassify everything. Like everything you've ever wanted to know, I'm going to declassify it. That'd be great. He, um, do you think he'd get assassinated if he's running on that? Or if uh, he got elected? If he won. Yeah, if he yeah, won, yeah. If he won. He might. He might. <laughs> But, I mean, everyone thought Barack Obama was going to get assassinated, too. That's a good point. So, yeah. um, I think it's, like, super hard to assassinate a president anymore. Oh, especially nowadays. Like, they have cameras that, like, can basically see, like, the gun popping out of your shirt a little bit. And it warrants, you know, like, they have such good intelligence now. It's not like back in the 80s where... You know, 70s, 80s, 60s. Well, see, and if we're to believe this guy, apparently they can see in the future if someone's going to even attempt it, and then then we just stop it. I have a quick question about this guy. If he knows (laughs) the future from going to the future, doesn't, like, wouldn't he know, like, exactly which election that he's going to win and only run in that one? Like, why is he attempting multiple times? I don't know. Maybe he thought, I think he claims he foresaw Trump getting elected, too, Um, but... I don't know. Maybe it's like a weird butterfly effect thing where he thinks he can change the past to change the future, maybe. Or maybe he thinks he has to start running now to get his name out there. But I don't don't know. That could be true. I would say he's probably just um, a little little crazy and uh, wants attention. That's (laughs) my personal opinion. I would would say the second one nailed it on the fucking head. (laughs) Well, the part that he's like, I was specially selected as a child. What did you do when you were five years old? Like, all right, buddy. All right. Whatever you say. I love it whenever I hear like these crazy conspiracy people who actually like pin themselves in the conspiracy when they always like talk about like they wanted me. Why is that? Because I'm special. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Tell me about how special you are. Like, God. Well, I'm okay. We're going to move on to the next guy. This guy, this guy's probably the weirdest of all the time travelers, I think. Um, have you ever heard of Andrew Carlson? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So I might have heard his story, but never heard of him. So, well, on January 22nd, 2003, in Toronto, Canada, 44 year old Andrew Carlson was arrested for insider trading. Now, what happened is over the span of two weeks, he invested $800, and within two weeks, how much money do you think he turned that into? Probably about $300 million. <laughs> $350 million, actually. So you've heard of this guy? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the weird thing was is that the economy was in the fucking dumps at the time, right? And mm-hmm. he turned that $800, and he made 126 high-risk trades 
and they all paid out. Now, obviously, the government's a little fishy or gets a little suspicious when you start making too much money. So he's, mm-hmm. he was swiftly arrested by the uh, SEC and the FBI because they believed he had some high-level insider trading information. Here's well, the, we should say this, though. What? Only when you're a peasant. If you're, a member right. of the, if you're a member of the oligarchy, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. But if, you, if you're a fucking rat bastard peasant, dirt poor, then no, you can't do that shit. <laughs> well, here's the other thing I was wondering. So the high-level insider trading, like how does – someone know whether the stock's going to go up or down like drastically like that much yeah he would have to be an insider like i'm guessing that all 126 of these weren't connected so he would have to be like some kind of in a network of insiders yeah i did like, but it's like who who do you talk to to find out this information like who knows that much information about if the stock's going to instantly start skyrocketing well, if you're talking to like a high-level executive at like one of these firms and you know – like that person could be like, hey, there's going to be an announcement for a merger on Tuesday. Mm. So Monday afternoon, you invest like all your money either for or against depending yeah. on what side of the merger they're on. Yeah. Then that's that's really bad insider trading. So rest something in, like that. Let's do it now. Rest in peace, peace Martha. Rest in peace, Martha Stewart. Anyway, so uh, – Cause that's Is what she, she dead? No, that's just what oh. she got arrested for, too. Oh. <laughs> but she didn't make that much money. Um, so, so obviously he was arrested, and they interrogated him for four hours. Carlson told him, or told the officials, that he was from the year 2256, and that's why he knew uh, how to, what all the trades he needed to make to make so much <laughs> money. Um, here's the weird thing. <laughs> If he knew all the trades to make, wouldn't he know then that he would be swiftly arrested afterwards? Yeah, you got to spread that shit out. Yeah, like (laughs) maybe, I don't know, like, and you think there'd be more of these people around. Yeah, honestly, though, I mean, you can't like, that is pleading insanity to a T. Like you can't. Basically. You, I mean, get up in front of a judge. This judge asks you, how do you plea? And you just say, I'm a time traveler from 2036. And he's just like, all right, you're going to the funny house. And just right there. Well, uh, unfortunately, that doesn't work out for this guy. Here's the weird thing, though. Um, he apparently had the date, the correct dates right for when the U.S. government was going to invade Iraq. Apparently, he knew that. Um, and he told... He also told him that he knew the cure for AIDS. Uh, he didn't give that to him, apparently. And apparently he knew exactly where Osama bin Laden was hiding at the time, allegedly. The other, the, the last two, obviously, he couldn't really confirm. But apparently the dates on when the U.S. was going to invade Iraq, he was like right on. That's what it mm. said. I don't know, obviously, for sure. Um, obviously, the government just thought he was a full of shit. Or like you said, he was just nuts, right? So they gave him a bail of, or they set his bail at $1 million, which, did they, do you think they confiscated his money right away? Most definitely. Yeah, probably. They froze all of his assets. <laughs> I was going to say, I suppose he can't pay that himself. But here's, here's where it gets weird. Some unknown, mysterious person paid his bail. Like, they don't know who this person is. They don't know anything about him. Someone just came along, paid his bail, and then just disappeared. Um, have you heard that part of it? No, I haven't. So, so Carlson got out. Um, obviously, when his court date came up, he just never showed. I mean, that's not a surprise um, to anyone. But the weird thing is, he was never, ever, ever saw again. Um, and apparently, the FBI tried to look up like his existence, which sounds kind of weird because uh, you think they would have needed that while they're arresting him. But apparently they couldn't find any record that he actually um, had existed beyond his arrest in 2003. Um, and then I have I, I have heard that little part. Yeah, that he didn't have any like records or anything like that. Don't you think they would have needed to find that out? Like, can you just arrest someone and just put like John Doe on the fucking door? Um, I mean, that was kind of before the age of like really like computers. Yeah, I suppose you're like, right. It was just when like the internet was like really starting to pick up speed. So you got to think everything was probably done with paper back then. 
So I wonder how unusual it would have been for someone just to fly under the radar. Yeah, that's a good point. That's like, a, I mean, imagine point. being born in like the hills of like West Virginia or like downtown Pittsburgh. I mean, you're just <laughs> totally off the fucking radar. Like, uh, it's, it's a, uh, no surprise that Mr. Carlson didn't visit Pittsburgh when he was traveling back in time, is it? No. <laughs> I was thinking about you talking about not giving away the AIDS virus. I mean, basically stealing $350 million is bad enough. But, like, you'll get a bullet in your head for curing AIDS. That's a billion-dollar industry. What if this is, like, a super deep conspiracy that the government paid to get him out, like somebody would have paid, and then they killed him for taking money? Um, I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I don't really – I mean, a corporation could have done it. You know? Right. Imagine, imagine some corporation that just got bounced, like, $80 million. Yeah. Like they lost $80 million worth of like, you know, equity or whatever they have in their company. They, I can see them like paying up the million dollars because all you have to do is pay like 10%, don't you? Of what? The, the, your bail. Isn't it just 10%? Yeah. So that's a hundred grand. I could see a company like giving, like just shelling out a hundred grand. It it sounded like they, I could, wait, I could be wrong. Um, maybe, okay, maybe his, I don't know, I should have looked that up, whether the bail he had to pay was a million, or if they had, he had to pay 10% of a million. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. Somebody paid it, and regardless if it's a 100000 or a million, that's a lot of fucking money. Especially, what'd you say, back in like 2003? 2003? Yeah, it's not that long ago, but I remember, like nowadays, like in, in terms of money, you hear about like government-wise, billions and trillions being thrown around. I remember back then, like when they would talk about, like, oh, it's going to cost like a billion dollars for this program. Everyone shit themselves, like a billion dollars. Yeah. Do you remember? Now you talk about a billion-dollar program, like that's on the cheap. You do, know. Do you uh, do you remember how much you and I were getting paid in two thousand three? Like <laughs> four four twenty five an hour. No, we were getting five fifteen. Oh. Fucking minimum wage went up, didn't uh, it? Well, that's what it was in Iowa, 515 in 2003. We were working at Mabes. I still remember we thought it was so badass when the like the people who got raises were getting paid 545. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it makes me cringe. I remember I remember the waitresses used to get paid like a what, a dollar dollar fifty? Like a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Because they expected to get tips. The problem is you live in shithole fucking Cresco, Iowa. No one tips in that town. <laughs> I mean, the old people who came in and got coffee and fried chicken would give them 50 cents usually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fucking A. So much fried chicken after church. Sunday, because we'd always work Sundays. The second church was out, man. There's just like a herd of them who come and get their fried chicken dinners. Yeah. Fucking God, they used to stink so bad. <laughs> Ugh. That's not okay, Phil. You insulted our Swedish audience, and now you're insulting our elderly audience. Come on, let's be nice to them now. <laughs> we did actually have quite a few views from Florida, quite a few downloads. There from we Florida, see. So. so don't make them upset now. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about our last guy here, uh, John Tidor. Have you ever heard of this feller? Oh, uh, I believe so. Was he? I'm not going to mention it yeah. all. Was he? Uh, was it an, involving an airplane? And no, it no? was okay, not. I got the wrong guy. Um, when we're talking about this, he might ring some bells. I think this guy's probably one of the most popular, um, time, quote unquote, time traveler legends. Um, and his story is actually kind of neat. So John Tidor's legend first began when he would post on internet forums beginning in the late 1990s and early 2000s under the name time traveler <laughs> underscore zero. That was his username. Um, I, not very, not very original there. He's super on the low. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he would post on there under just that name. And then later on, his name came out as John Tidor. Um, so time, tra- time traveler underscore 69, 69, <laughs> 69, your girl. <laughs> John Tidor claimed to be an American soldier from the year 2036 who was stationed in Tampa, Florida. So, he was assigned to a government time travel project and sent back to 1975 to 
retrieve an IBM 5100 computer, which he said he needed to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036. Yeah, that's uh, that's real nice. <laughs> this is a sweet fucking computer. Do you think you could play Oregon Trail on that bitch? Oh, yeah. You could dominate some Oregon Trail. Not the uh, not the newer Oregon Trail packs, but the old kind, <laughs> the, the little blocky kind. That one was kind of fun, actually. Yeah. But um, so he claims the government specifically chose him because his grandfather was directly involved with the creation of the 5100 computer. I still don't understand why you have to be related to the guy who made it when you're literally just grabbing the fucking computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, did did this guy like was he coming quick? Like what happened here? You mean I don't... what do you mean to get the computer? Yeah, you said that he had like some kind of screen name and he hung around for a while. Yep. Like Yep. Um so here's what he did. He first went to um nineteen seventy five to get the computer chip or whatever. Then he came to the year 2000, or 99, 2000. That's when he started posting. He he literally only posted for like a short time period with right there um, in those two years. And that was because he came to the year 2000 to collect his family photos because he claims they're all destroyed due to a second civil war. So he had no memory of any of his family, like photos or any of that shit. That's why he's stopping in the year 2000. Because there's a second civil war coming that's going to destroy it all. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, especially if you watch CNN. That makes total sense. (laughs) Well, he also went on to describe what his um, time machine was. Uh, He described it as a, quote, stationary mass temporal displacement unit unit powered by two topspin dual positive singularities producing a stand- a standard offset Tipler Sensinoid, um, and the machine was made by GE. So apparently GE's moving on from washers and dryers and making time machines in the future. You know, they could have been making time machines all along. You you think my dishwasher could potentially be a time machine if I just sit in there and turn it on? Well, yeah. I mean, the first guy's time machine was made out of dishwashing parts, so... Mm. What if, like, the how the wash machine worked is it is taking all the dirty particles and moving them to the future? Like that's how it gets rid. That's how it gets them clean. That's uh, that's like the plot from Looper. They took all their garbage from the future and put it in the past. <laughs> I actually really like that movie. It's yeah, it was movie. good. It was a fun movie. Anyway, so he goes on to describe it has. Two magnetic housing units for dual micro singularities, an electri- <laughs> an electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro singularities, a cooling and X-ray venting system, gravity sen- sensors or variable gravity locks, four main CSIM clocks. I think I said that right. Three main computer units. And according to the post, the device was installed in the rear of a 1967 Chevy Corvette convertible. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, he just couldn't resist. It's not a fucking DeLorean. It's got to be a 1967 Corvette convertible. Um, and then here's where he loses credence because then he changes his answer to it was installed in the back of a 1987 truck um, with four-wheel drive. So he switched up which vehicle it was in later on. Why wouldn't he just say it was installed in a vehicle that was made in the future? Because you would think that's the kind of vehicle. They wouldn't like go to a used car auction. Maybe he like. just really liked the Corvette. I don't know. Maybe it was the last remnants of like... What existed? I don't fucking know. This guy is fucking weird. I don't know. Like, as if GE sent one of their people out to a used, like a fuck classic car auction to go fucking bid on a, like, convertible Corvette, like a classic. Like, (laughs) or was it convertible Camaro or convertible Corvette? Corvette. A Corvette. Yeah, exactly. Imagine, like, in the 2000s, how stupid rare... Like, that car was going to be... It's oh, already, yeah. like, extremely rare now. If you have a mint condition one of these things, it's, like, over hundred grand, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, like, these old cars are ridiculous. 
Um, so but in but in the nineties, you could probably still see him at like those old like the car shows where the old dudes were driving around there. You know, yeah, their midlife yeah. crisis basically. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, so is this guy starting to ring some bells? Have you heard of this guy now? Uh, yeah, I have heard of the. He's uh he's very famous for the computer. Yeah. Like, Everyone remembers him for needing the IBM computer. <laughs> Did you are you aware that he also allegedly made some predictions of the future, but he claims he couldn't interfere with anything that was about to happen? Yeah, how noble of him. <laughs> let's hear uh, let's hear some of those predictions. So, um the most immediate of Tidor's prediction was the upcoming civil war in the United States having to do with quote order and rights. He described it as beginning in 2004 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election of that year. The civil conflict that he characterized as, quote, having a Waco-type effect every month that steadily goes up and would pretty much be at everybody's doorstep and then would erupt in 2008. Um, As we know, uh, this didn't happen because it's 2019 and we have not had a second civil war, not that I'm aware of. Um, As a result of the war... The United States would be split into five regions based on various factors and different military objectives. The Civil War, according to Titor, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War III. So basically, war to war is what he's claiming. Um, Titor refers to the exchange as N-Day. Washington, D.C. and Jacksonville, Florida are specifically mentioned as being hit. After the war, Omaha, Nebraska... Would be the new U.S. capital. Can you imagine that? God, that'd be <laughs> shitty. <laughs> oh God, moving the state capital to Omaha, Nebraska. My lord. So, well, what the postman with uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. The the actually uh, in that movie, the capital was moved to I think St. Paul, Minnesota. Really. Uh, yeah, there has been a lot of pushes throughout the like history of the U.S. to move the capital inland mm. to protect it from like naval and airstrikes. So mm. that does make sense. If you wanted to protect your capital a little bit better, you would move it inland. But so, so does, I, what I was wondering, does he have some kind of special connection to Omaha or Jacksonville, Florida? Well, it's like, OK. You remember he claims he's stationed in Tampa, Florida in the future, so I'm assuming he just picked a random Florida location. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know why an opposing country would attack, like, the land of old people, like we said earlier, Um, but yeah. I don't know. He uh, could have been a Cornhuskers fan. <laughs> uh, were they good in 2000, what, 2000? <laughs> Dude, they were, they were coming off of a, in the 90s, they were coming off of a dynasty. In 99? In the in the I think the mid to late nineties they were mm. yeah during the nineties Nebraska was huge. Mm. I just assumed that if this guy is a troll that he just picked Omaha Nebraska because you can pretty easily make fun of no- Omaha Nebraska. Yeah, that's true. Were there <laughs> even like internet trolls back then? Oh, like, if there was forums, there's internet trolls, dude. That's true. Like trolls <laughs> is as old as time, man. Yeah, there were cave paintings of. <laughs> people getting insulted i wouldn't doubt if cave paintings are like literally just like troll messages like oh these stupid people will think all these monsters were here or something yeah they were just talking about like people that they didn't like <laughs> from the shadows of course because they didn't want to get their scrawny asses beat <laughs> good point so he he doesn't really say who the u.s is fighting with in world war three and he doesn't really say why it, it erupted I assume what he's leaning on is that because the U.S. was in its own civil war and then destroyed everything, that then another country attacked the U.S. when it was really vulnerable. I'm assuming that's what he's trying to point at. But he claims um, that, here's what he says, that there was an initial conflict between um, the Arabs and Israel, but it wasn't like the initial launching point of World War Three. It was just like a little blip that kind of got it going, you know? It's the little snowball that keeps going, getting bigger down the hill. So, Titor claims that as a 13-year-old in 2011, he joined the Fighting Diamondbacks, a shotgun infantry unit in Florida, 
and for at least four years in other posts, he would describe himself as hiding from the war. I don't know why he would tell everybody that he um, was hiding while war was going on after he, I guess if he's a little kid, he might be a little scared. That's a, that's a really good place to hide from a war in a combat unit. <laughs> that's Called like the fighting diamondbacks. The fighting diamondbacks. <laughs> That's like uh, uh, Arizona, isn't that their baseball team? Yeah, that's the, the Arizona Diamond. Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie, Red Dawn? Weren't they like their high school mascot? Wasn't um, that their nickname? Wolverines. Wolverines, yeah. Yep. That was a Wolverine. Um, so, Tidor claims that the Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics, better known as many world interpretations, was correct. I don't know what the hell that means. According to Tudor, this caused a new time stream to form because of his time travel. And he said this because if anybody was trying to be, um, to scrutinize his predictions, they wouldn't, they weren't coming true because he was time traveling that it had altered the events of the past, I guess, Dude, or that's, the, the that's future. That's super fucking convenient. Yeah, isn't it though? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I actually have two, two, of Tidor's exact quotes from the forums. In 2036, I lived in Central Florida with my family and I'm currently stationed at an army base in Tampa. The people that survived grew closer together. Life is centered on the family and then the community. I cannot imagine living even a few hundred miles away from my parents. There is no large industrial complex creating masses of useless food and recreational items food and livestock is grown and sold locally people spend much more time reading and talking together face to face religion is taken very seriously and and everyone can multiply and divide in their own heads so uh i d- what do you think he's trying to say here i think he sounds like a mormon kind of <laughs> I just am like, okay, you had to bring back the religion is important. We need to get back to religion. And then he's yeah. basically saying everybody's so stupid because they can't multiply or divide um, just in their heads. So I, I don't know this. What do you think? Do you think this guy's just a troll or do you think he actually believes he's a time traveler? Well, I mean, probably he's just a troll. I mean, <laughs> not a troll, but he definitely is making up some shit. I mean, Nobody comes up with as easily like, hey, why isn't your shit working? Uh, it's because of this. And then, you know, some bullshit excuse. Like, that's a total charlatan. That's like, that's that's like the easiest way to like figure out a charlatan (laughs) is just when something doesn't go right. You ask them like, what happened? And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, there was a story about, um, these doomsday cults back in the 1800s mm. who had their parishioners sell all of the goods. And then when it didn't come true, they're like, oh, we actually just read the book again. And guess what? We got the number wrong. Yeah. So it's actually in three years. Yeah. Like, that's a very, yeah. that's a good point. That's a very common trope within like doomsday cults. It's like you, you either set the date to like an unobtainable amount or whatever. Otherwise, if it doesn't come true, you're just like, ooh, damn, God sent me a new prediction. He's moving the date back now. Like, you Motherfucker, just, you just, when God talked to me, he forgot to carry the two. Yeah. So it, it's totally off. It's actually in five years. Don't forget to send your money directly. <laughs> so here's the last thing. The, the first two guys, they can't really prove them wrong or whatever. Now, in the document I was reading, apparently this guy who's like a hoax hunter – he tracked down the IP addresses that John Tidor was posting from these forums, and he found that he believes it's two two people. The first guy's name is Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, and John Rick Haber, um, his brother, who is a computer scientist, and they work for an organization called like the John Teeter Institute or something like that. So they believe it was these two guys who were just... I don't know, fucking around on the internet? I don't really know, but obviously they can't prove if they're the actual people who are posting as John Tidor, but um, allegedly they tracked their IP addresses and found it was these two fucking clowns. Well, if they work for the John Tidor Institute, yeah, I'm guessing it's it's them. (laughs) I have to ask you, though, is the John Tidor Institute, like, coming straight out of, like, a basement studio apartment? Like... It sounded like it was 
what it sounded like to me is it was like a charity group or something like that. I know, I know what you're pointing at that they're just two like uh, two dudes who live in their mother's basement or whatever. But uh, it sounded like it was like an actual legitimate fucking business or something. Well, I'm sure it was. They probably were sucking money out of fucking <laughs> morons. Like Mom. that's just as legitimate business anything mom time travel to the refrigerator and grab me some hot pockets <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh-huh. so uh yeah that's basically the story of our three fellers here um phil what what do you think of these three gentlemen have they tickled your your noggin at all uh one of them has uh has given me a little bit of uh thought the second guy yeah uh you said that he had the 126 high risk um stock movements yep yep that paid off um is that actually confirmed that that these like it actually was done i like I, I, are there I, newspaper clippings are there i i was just watching like um reading through the internet about him and then just watching youtube videos about him so uh just like okay. anything on the internet you can be lied to uh, especially in the conspiracy world. So that's just what they said on the video. But a lot of the other information about him is pretty much repeated on several sites. So I'm going to assume that's what uh, they found out he was doing. Okay. Well, if uh, if that is true, that there was actually like the high risk um, movements, like all being done by one guy and they all paid off. You got to think that's like hitting like the per- exact number on roulette 126 times. Yeah. Like just doing it perfect like that. Like what are the odds if that's real? And you did say that a lot of his predictions actually came true. Yeah. He didn't need some bullshit excuse or no. some kind of charlatan fucking mind trick bullshit. You know. Well, so, it, it, uh, it, the it, second guy is good to me. Andrew Carlson. Um, Andrew Carlson. Yeah. The weird thing about him is that I find the most intriguing, obviously the money aspect, but the thing that he disappeared, like just vanished in a thin air. And then there was no data that this man actually existed. So either he was so intelligent that he could like create a false identity in 2003 and then disappear. You know, that's really weird. Actually, this guy too, I totally forgot. There's a famous picture that people lean on to prove that time travelers exist. It's like a a bunch of, it looks like it's probably from like the 40s, 30s, 40s or something. Bunch of people dressed in clothing at that time period. Then there's one guy who they claim is Andrew Carlson. And in the back of the picture, it looks exactly like him um, just standing there, which is, you can tell he's looking really out of place in the picture. And there's like another guy there wearing modern clothing in the picture, almost like there's two time travelers there. So yeah. uh, it's worth looking up. It, obviously, people can easily Photoshop that shit, but um, it's a very he's, weird. He's picture. wearing a he's wearing a man romper. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a Patriots shirt from 2003 uh, Super Bowl champions. No, Tom Brady, yeah. Busy. <laughs> but yeah, he for me too. He's. His story's cr- like weird, really weird, very strange. He could just be extremely smart, but 126 high risk trades, that's that's pretty nutty. Yeah, if his I mean if all of the facts of that conspiracy like are true, like he actually like there was a man who like if there was an arrest record of some John Doe or this guy and yeah. like it actually like there's records of it, then I really could, I mean, that's a it's almost a Neil deGrasse Tyson level of 50 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I but would, the other two are, like, less than 1%. Yeah, so. I'd say John Titor's probably an internet troll, and I'd say Andrew Basiago is just a man who is desperately in need of attention. Um, oh, yeah. And he really wants to be president. I suppose he really wants to be president now that he's actually saw that uh, a TV celebrity can become president. Um, but, yeah. But uh, anyway, Phil, so if any of our fans want to give us their opinion on said time travelers, where can they do that? Well, we have an email. It is subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear uh, any any messages, any any hate mail. If you <laughs> happen to be one of the 
people in a group that I have offended, uh, <laughs> go ahead, just send us an email. It'd be awesome also if you got on the Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast, and uh, just shot us a message there. And uh, what else can they do, Cody? Um, you can you can follow uh, my other podcast um, Instagram, which is Bumblebutt Podcast on Instagram. You can follow my personal uh, Instagram, which is Cody Zibub, C O D Y Z E B U uh, B. Give me a follow. Shoot, uh, you can talk to me. You can talk to Phil on Subliminal Deception. Um, also, the last thing we need is if you guys could log in iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave us a delectable five star review. Um, hit five stars, say you're from whatever year you want and what events are going to happen, and we will be eternally grateful. Um, otherwise, uh, I... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, also, uh, I forgot to mention it. I just started my own um, Instagram page, because... Right. So I can post my own shit. It's uh, SDPodPhil. Good. Nice and Instagram. easy. Yep, nice and easy. Just SDPodPhil. Okay, yeah. Give him a follow and uh, hit him up on there. Um, otherwise, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Technically, uh, following the theme, we are recording in the past, and you will hear this in the future. But I hope everybody has a good weekend, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys.